0: Hey friend, welcome to The Planter Podcast, where we focus on faith, growth, and lifestyle. This is a podcast that propels both men and women to live their God-given purpose, one conversation at a time. I'm your host, Damio Shodi, and I'm so happy that you're here listening to The Planter Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to The Planter Podcast, where we speak about faith, growth, and lifestyle. So today I have something a little bit different Today, to do with finances. And this is something new for the planner. And I have somebody whom I'm really excited to invite on the show. Um, Her name is Mac, and she's a social entrepreneur empowering individuals and families in the way of financial freedom and self sufficiency through coaching and teaching financial literacy. And she's also a certified instructor with the National Financial Educators Council and a member of the Personal Finance Speakers Association. That's a lot. That's that's a mouthful, Mac. Like you doing <laughs> a lot of things out here. And then she's also the Chief Financial Education Instructor of Project Thirty Seven. So please give a warm welcome to Mac.
1: <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like thank the you, Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> How are you? I'm good, Domet. Thank you so much for having me. I am really excited to do this. Um, so, thanks for having me. I love what the planter stands for. I love that tagline grow, growing, grows. I was like, Aww. look at that girl with that creative marketing. <laughs> <laughs> thank so, uh, you. I love what the planter stands for. Um, and I and I'm really excited to be here. Love the authentic conversations, like the real life topics that you're discussing. Like, yes, we're believers, but we also like live in a world with real problems. Right. <laughs> so thank right. you for the planter. Thank you for giving me a little space here in this soil. Oh, thank you
0: so much for being on the show. Thank you so <laughs> much. So please uh, tell us about Project 37.
1: Yeah, so Project 13.7 is actually inspired by the words of King Solomon out of the book of Proverbs. So from Proverbs 13.7, King Solomon actually says, there is one man who pretends to be rich but has nothing, and another man who pretends to be poor but has great wealth. And so that scripture really resonated with what I wanted the heart of Project 13.7 to be about, is for us to live within our priorities and not within our perceptions, or at least a perception we want people to have of us. You know, uh, in a time of social media with, you know, people showing the highlight reels of their life, it's like, oh, you know, such and such done, went to Thailand and they went to Bali for their honeymoon and, you know, Dame out there, you know, with Barack Obama, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, it's easy for us to get caught up in what we want people to think uh, that we have. So that's the heart behind Project Thirteen Seven, 7 my little attempt in making the world a better place.
0: <laughs> and I love your attempt. It is, <laughs> it is awesome. I've actually never, I think you're the first Yeah, financial podcast i've ever listened to so and i like your realness too you're pretty transparent about like what happens with you or what lessons you've learned and how you've helped people so i appreciate you for what you do as well Mm hey and i don't know why i didn't mention this in the beginning but i never actually mentioned the topic (laughs) so what we're talking about today is forming solid saving habits to break the paycheck-to-paycheck paycheck cycle. Probably should have mentioned that at the beginning, but it's fine. So, welcome, everybody. That's what we're talking about today. <laughs> okay, so, and by the way, let me make a comment on what you said. Like, I don't know, I was really interested in your Project 13.7. I'm like, okay, so it's a Bible verse, though? I'm like, where did, where did she come up with that? That's pretty interesting. That's definitely a conversation starter. Like, the name, I think, it's pretty cute. Or are not All cute, right. but cool. <laughs> Sorry, Shindy. <Thanks. laughs> All right. So in the topic of breaking the paycheck to paycheck cycle, um, for those of us who are in college or young adults who are basically getting our foot into like real adulthood, how is it that we break that cycle?
1: Right. So um statistics show that 80% of Americans are actually living paycheck to paycheck. So if we have 10 friends, eight of them are check to check. So this is a stat that's very close to home. It's not something that, Oh, you know, out there in the world somewhere. No, actually right at home, maybe some of us who are listening who are tuned in are check to check and that's okay. It's not okay, but don't feel like you're alone is really what I'm trying to say. Um, So, the first step I would say that someone needs to take to break the paycheck to paycheck cycle is to find out one, how much do you bring in, and two, how much is going out. And so, what I'd like to say is, you know, Jesus, it is okay for me to throw Jesus in here because we Christians out here, all right? (laughs) So, Uh, Jesus actually says in in one of the Gospels, you know, who decides to build a house without first sitting down to count the cost? So my first, you know, step to anyone is to find out what does my life cost? If this is the kind of structure, if this is the kind of building that I want, what's it going to cost for me to buy the cement, you know, buy the blocks, you know, buy the water, the sand, what is that going to take? And so I think sometimes growing up, we're taught, oh, go to school, get a good job, you know, make money and take care of your family. But nobody ever says, okay, well if this is the kind of life you want to live, this is what it's gonna cost you. Right. So I think the first step is finding out what does my life cost and you know and can I afford this life? So the first step really is finding out do I spend five hundred dollars a month or do I spend a thousand dollars a month? If you spend a thousand dollars a month, but you bring in five hundred dollars, then you probably live in check to check, <laughs> All right? Sorry, right. you're fine. <laughs> Why you got your mouth? Why are you look like that boy? Because I was like, did I answer the question. <laughs> yeah, you did. Oh, okay,
0: <laughs> you did. I appreciate it. Yes. Okay. So basically, people need to be a little bit more conscious of exactly, yeah, like what they're bringing in. I think sometimes right. we'd be like, "Oh, yeah, I got five hundred dollars in the bank. You know, I could spend like three hundred, three fifty, right. you know. <laughs> and then something unexpected happens. And then you got to spend another fifty dollars, right. and then something else happens. Got to spend another twenty dollars. And by the time you know it, you only have like fifty dollars in your bank account to last you right. till next week."
1: Right. You know that brings up a good point. So I'm gonna go ahead and get, you know, share a little bit of my business with y'all. So. When I started to do this thing I call, what does my life cost? Um, It's called tracking, really writing down every single thing that I spend. Um, I discovered that I spent a lot of money eating out, as do most people. More specifically, I spent a lot of money at Buffalo Wild Wings. And even more specifically, that year I had spent four thousand dollars at Buffalo Wild Wings. I mean, ain't no honey barbecue chicken wings that good for me to be spending four thousand dollars? And I was like, uh-uh, Mac, something has to change. And really, Dame, this is funny now, but then it wasn't funny. It was like for you know what I could, I could you know what I could do four thousand dollars, you know? But I was eating it. It was like taking $4,000, putting it on a plate, pouring some hot sauce on it and just putting it in my mouth. That's what I was doing, you know? But I wouldn't have known that if I didn't sit down and say, Mac, where are you spending your coins? Like, where is your money going, right? And so that discovery was like enough for me to change my life. And And I will tell you, I probably have not been to Buffalo Wild Wings in like two years. Cause I'm like, wait 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 you know i get i get a little intimidated because every time i pass by i just see my four thousand dollars you know (laughs) as i ride by but so i'm trying to make different decisions now now maybe chipotle get all my money but that's all right (laughs) you know um so yeah so that's what i have to say to that is you know tracking writing down what you spend you know it's tedious but it does help it does bring to light um or some of our tedious spending and let me go a little further here. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, tracking calories. Do you do that? Track calories? No. So so somebody who's on a fitness journey to lose weight, uh, one of the things that uh, they recommend is counting your calories, which means every meal that you eat, you actually put it into a tracker on the phone and it tells you, um, it subtracts the amount of calories you've eaten from, from your calorie allotment. And it tells you how much you have left. And so scientists have, have proven that people who track their calories actually lose more weight because they become more conscious of what they're putting into their bodies. So they tend to eat less. And so it's the same concept with tracking. It's like if I write down today, let's say today is like November 1st, um, I spent $20 at the mall okay, great, I wake up, I go to the mall, I spend $20. On my way home, I realize I need gas, okay, that's another $35. And then I get home and I'm online, and then, I don't know, Frank Body Scrub pops up. I'm just using that because I just bought some. (laughs) Frank Body Scrub pops up, and I decide I want to pay $17 for this coffee scrub. And so it's like, wow, before the end of the day, I've already spent close to 70 bucks, right? So then the next day I can say to myself, Mac, you spent seventy dollars yesterday. Do you really need to spend money, you know, stopping at Chipotle at seven dollars and seventy one cents? Do you really need that? And so that's what tracking does for us. It helps us to kind of bring to light our spending and it holds us accountable to ourselves, right? I will say
0: for or uh, after listening to your podcast, I started tracking. Uh, my money seriously because i was just like wow okay let me see how much i actually made all right i see how much i made how much do i necessarily live or need to live off of you know and i you know it, it, it really did hold me accountable like you said like i would write down in my that notes thing in the iphone like that's my best friend like i write everything down in there so i would write down or type everything that i would spend honestly i'm not gonna lie kind of stopped like in a week but for the <laughs> first i'm not gonna buy <laughs> but for the first week like i was just like wow like just little things here and there little things here and there i was just like oh my goodness so it does it does hold you accountable of like if you're tracking how much you're spending you see like wow like i actually do spend some quite a bit of money i mean there's certain things i feel like you know if like, let's say, I think for me, because I hadn't had a pedicure in a while. So that was something that I was willing to invest in. And then also, like, putting in tithes as well. Like, I never really accounted for that. But now, like, thinking about that, I'm like, wow, maybe I should start putting that amount in my budget. You get what I'm right. saying? Because I was like, my goal is not to be, like, two weeks in and, I'm, and I feel like I'm, like, grasping for air. Like, I need my check. You know, I was like, I wanted to put enough in my account that I was able to be comfortable At least until my next paycheck, because at the end of the day, I'm still a college student. I don't, (laughs) you know, I don't have an actual salary per se. I have a job, but it's not like an actual salary. So sometimes like how much I get varies. But I was just like, you know, you're right. That tracking your your money is it's important. It really does bring to light how much you're spending.
1: Right. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that. Yay. Yeah. You got
0: me on point. (laughs) because yeah. <laughs> one of my goals this year was to be um, yeah to budget better and be more financially literate to understand a little bit more jargon when it comes to finances so okay.
1: yeah it's awesome I'm proud of you you go mm-hmm. ahead Dominic good for you that's mm-hmm. awesome I'm encouraged <laughs> <laughs> trying out here Yeah. okay yes. let so, me say let me say to that tracking is tedious it really yes. is Um, and you might forget when you first start because it's not a habit yet. Um, now it's a habit for me, you know, I've been doing it for a couple of years now. So like, it's almost like default. I want to challenge people that if it's something you want to do, uh, keep at it and, you know, maybe you if there's somebody you can ask to hold you accountable to that maybe you guys can decide to track together and say hey girl did you track today or how much did you spend you know maybe you don't want to share how much you spend but at least to have someone ask you did you track today or you, you can text me I will hold you accountable um damn it did, did you tr- send me them tracking notes damn it <laughs> you know um you can have somebody hold you accountable but um, it is, it is hard at first. Don't get discouraged. Like if, you know, you do it for a day, you don't do it the next day. Just keep at it. Just keep at it. You know, one way to track is, is on the phone, like you said, which is how I do it. You can also keep all your receipts. And at the end of the day, you can also take a look at your account and, um, you know, kind of jot down what you missed. But the point of tracking is to do it in the moment so that it informs your future spending.
0: I like that. Seems pretty practical (laughs) and easy enough. It doesn't require money so at least you know it's something that you that anybody can do and i do encourage it and i do agree with what you're saying so it works <laughs> it works so i have a question that's not necessarily when, uh i guess to the paycheck to paycheck cycle but just in with money in general um i don't know i feel like or well, more like with christians actually I feel like sometimes we have a negative view on money. Um, why do you, how, or why do you think that is? Like, why do you think that Christians have a negative view, like when they when the topic of money comes up? And then, how do you think we can have a more positive outlook on money? That money is not like an enemy; it's it can be a friend. It can use it as a tool. Why do you think we be going through that
1: sometimes? Right, that is a great, great question. Um, and it's a great question to me because although I teach, uh, finances, it's also faith based. And so I think sometimes people are intrigued like, oh, well, where in the Bible did you see this? Or, you know, how are you tying faith and finances? Um, what I'll say to that is the age old, uh, I don't want to say cliche, but it's because it's a scripture. Um, but people think that the scripture says money is the root of all evil, but it's the love of money that's the root of all evil. Um, and so I think people just kind of take money as the root of all evil and, you know, some somehow we equate people who have a lot of money with being evil or they're being greedy or they're doing something wrong to get it. I ain't got that struggle, honey. <laughs> I don't got that struggle. Like I'm trying to be a you know well off you know prosperous financially financially healthy uh, Christian out here in the name of Jesus. Come on. Um, So I think that's that's where the root of it is. Is that people think money is the root of all evil, but money is like money is neutral, and it, it it becomes evil or good based on whose hands it it's in and what they do with it. So um, I think that's why Christians have a negative take on money. And I also think that sometimes we can get caught up in not wanting to take responsibility uh, for our lives and saying, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord is my provider. So then we don't plan. So then we don't budget. So then we're not responsible for our money because why? The Lord is going to come through. And don't get me wrong. He is going to see us through. But at the same time, when you're crossing the street, you don't say the Lord is going to help me cross the street. You look left and you look right and you make an informed decision on whether or not you're going to cross the street. And so it's the same thing with our finances. It's the same thing with with everything in our lives. You know, so um, I, I think that's why Christians have a negative take is because of that money is the root of all evil um, scripture. They missed the love of part.
0: Wow. You yeah. answer that really well. <laughs> Yeah, you answer that like dead on. Cause I was gonna be, I wanted to put that in, like the question, like, oh, I don't think money is really all evil. But I'm like, no, nah, no. Nah, let me see what she has to say about that. And you definitely hit it on the nail. And I like the part about taking responsibility, cause it's true. Like, I think um, some of the Christians that I've been around growing up, more of their parents, um, hearing their conversations about money, like, you know, they're like, oh yeah, the Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. But it's like you have I don't know let me I don't know you have things that are out of your means but you just keep saying that the Lord will provide but you're not just taking responsibility over what you're doing so I think that's a good thing that I hope everybody's listening like take responsibility of what you're doing yes the Lord will provide but I feel like God gave us a brain too (laughs) he did he gave us a brain so it's just like you know he's not gonna just help you in your foolishness at right. the end of the day he's not going to perpetuate your foolishness he's giving you brain he's giving you resources to be able to manage yourselves accordingly and i'm right. not trying to be like oh anybody who doesn't have money you're, you didn't manage yourself you know circumstances happen things happen but i'm talking about for those who said who said like what she said like what you what said that oh the, the lord will provide but you're just lavishly spending or you're just spending out of your means Uh, I think it's really important to definitely take responsibility. And I definitely agree with what you said in the sense of it's the love of money that's the root of all evil. That's true. We be be selecting the words that, you know, that we like or we don't or selecting the words we don't want to read about in the Bible. But it's true. The love of money is the root of the problem because money is a tool. Like I said, money is a resource. Like you need money. Right. Like Let's not play you know some people be like oh i don't need it i just need the lord i'm like all right <laughs> yeah, okay you need to yeah. pay them bills you need to pay
1: like things in your life right. but right. no it's true right. you, don't, you don't you don't write to do y'all still have fpl in florida florida power and light um i would i mean i only.
0: i only know tico from um tampa so i don't okay
1: yeah. so I think in Miami is FPL, Florida Power and Light. And, you know, when they send that bill, you don't send a check back and say, the love of the Lord be with you. No, you put some coins in that envelope and you send your bill back. You know, money is that thing that touches every single part of our lives. For us to be able to do this podcast, Our lights need to be on. Somebody got to pay that bill. Uh, The internet needs to be on. Somebody needs to pay this internet bill. The clothes we have on, that costs money. The food we ate, that costs money. Gas in our car, that costs money. Money touches every part of our lives. And when we choose to ignore it, we're choosing to ignore like a, a very big part of what makes us work, what makes us run, what makes us function. And I also, you know, to the point of to the question about Christians, you know, when God, I, I might screw this up. You might have to edit this, <laughs> but um, the part, there's a scripture in Deuteronomy where <sighs> oh God, let me get a Bible because I don't want to mess this up, but there is a um, scripture. I don't want to say Deuteronomy eight. bear with me the same Bible study, but you know, for the, for my saints out there, But my brother and sister, two deeps. This is for y'all. Right. So in Deuteronomy 8, verse 18. the Bible says, but remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. So it doesn't say that God gives us wealth. What it says is that he gives us the ability to produce it. Ability means able body, right? So, you know, we can't just say, yes, Joel of a driver. Yes, he is our provider, but there has to be balance with that. So he's providing us with, like you said, the brain, the wisdom, the insight, the knowledge, he's giving us all those tools to do something. You know, I, I think when when I was younger, I used to always pray, God, make me rich, make me rich, make me rich, make me rich. I used to always pray that. And it was maybe five, four, four or five years ago now, it finally hit me that God isn't going to make me rich. What he's done is he's given me wisdom for my finances. And in that, I'm seeing a difference in my money and my coins in the bank. You know what I'm saying? When you got to come in your bank account, you can sleep a little better. You know what I'm saying? So, and you know, Christians, when we're struggling, when we don't have money, the last thing you want to hear is somebody say, let me pray with you. Okay. If you, if you, you know, you don't know how you're going to pay your car insurance, your rent, your light bill, you don't, to the college students, you don't got money on your dining food card. Thank you for the prayer, but I'm hungry. I need to pay my car insurance. I need my lights to be on and I need money to make my life move. So I'm not disregarding prayer at all. Like I'm a, come on, Bible thumping believer out here. But at the same time, I don't want us to like, kind of put the burden back on God. Like Lord, you provide for me, you you do for me. Yes, he will. But we also have to do our part.
0: I'm done. Passed (laughs) Wait, <laughs> i'm over here dying that's so funny but you're so right you're so right like and i appreciate if you could bring out the bible out here and, and quote yeah. you're like But
1: <laughs> the, saint. the saints
0: <laughs> um, no it's so true and you know i think i figured that out some point in my life that yeah like god really isn't gonna just drop like a billion my account. Like, right he's just right. he's just really
1: not you know right if he, if he has for somebody call yeah. me yeah call put me. it on the
0: comments or something because <laughs> i need to know what type of prayer you doing <laughs> but he can provide a million ways for right. you to be able to get that money absolutely and that's another thing that's so amazing about god is he's still a provider either way no matter what we how we look at it or you know it may not be in the provision that we think um he still is providing right even just in wisdom and ideas and even this podcast you know so for those struggling with you know finances this is a really good place for you to start this is a really good place for you to understand how to manage your money
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and to build that wealth
1: Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the last thing that I wanted to ask you was, um, what resources would you recommend to someone to create better saving habits? Do you have any books, or do you have, um, anything else that you would like to add to the techniques that you've already said, or any podcasts or anything? What do you have for the listeners?
1: Right. So. For the listeners, uh, you could definitely check me out, project137.com, all spelled out. I'm sure Dame will link it somewhere on the page. Um, so, you know, not to kind of plug in, but really to plug in. Um, <laughs> people can check out my website. I'm available. People can email me. People can call me or text me. You know, my heart really is to help people. You know, I I I got this insight. I got this wisdom. On my own, and let me share my story here. When I was um, when I graduated from college, I went to University of Florida. Go Gators! No shade, dummy. I know you over there, <laughs> you know. Um, but I went to University of Florida, and after school, I graduated and moved to Ghana, West Africa, where I did missionary work for two years. And so I moved back to the states, and this was my first uh, salary job since I had left school. And you know, I I was in Miami originally. I'm originally from Miami, but I'd moved up to Connecticut. And my friends were like, oh my gosh, that's close to New York. I'm gonna come visit you so we can go to New York. Great. So I had a friend come and visit me. And so we were doing the uh, bus, the, uh, bus tours and they have some bus tours that have the open tops. And so we were doing that, we were taking selfies. And the selfie that I remember most distinctly was the selfie in front of the Empire State Building. And the reason I remember this uh, selfie is because my friend asked to see my phone and I left my banking app open on my phone. And I was like, oh, snap. I left my banking app open. Now my friend knows all my business. And I was embarrassed because I only had seventy dollars left in my account and we were spending a weekend in the city. And if anybody knows anything about New York City, it is not the least expensive place to tour. Um, I had $70 left and I had 12 more days until my next paycheck, which means if I get paid every two weeks, which means I had spent my paycheck in two days, my entire paycheck. And so that place of embarrassment was my, my initial wake up call. Um, but I will say even right after that, I still didn't, uh, take any intentional steps to getting my money in order because it was like, ouch, that was embarrassing. Okay, whatever. No big deal. Like, let's just keep it moving. But three months later, that that memory kind of sat with me and really kind of irritated me. And I finally decided to be intentional about getting help because I I, I was like, this is my first salary job. I don't have any student loans I was staying at home so I wasn't paying rent and I didn't have a car note all I was really paying was my $40 Metro PCS phone bill putting gas in my car excuse me and car insurance so I was like like, (laughs) somebody tell me where is my money going and so I went to go get help from a financial coach for myself and so I I was getting help because I needed it. And in, in doing that, you know, I shared some things with my friends like, yeah, girl, I want to go see my financial coach. And they'd be like, Oh, what is that? And I was like, girl, somebody to help me get my coins. Right. Ain't, you know, ain't nothing serious mm-hmm. because I didn't want people to ask me too many questions, but I also didn't know that peep a lot of my friends were were where I was also. And they were asking because they also needed insight, but didn't know that this kind of information was available Or how even to ask questions or where even to start. And so Project 13.7 was kind of birthed out of a place of need, meaning people were calling me and asking me to come and speak to their groups. They were asking me to coach them. They were asking me for information. I was like, oh, okay. I, I guess more people need this information than I thought. I thought I was the only one who needed to get my money together because we don't talk about it, right? All we say is, girl, you know things kind of tight right now, yeah, you know, trying to get my coins together, yeah, girl, mm-hmm, I'm at work, that's all we really say about money. nobody ever says like, um, this you know this month I'm budgeting and I can't do certain things, or you know my priorities are here, or even these are my financial goals for the year, you know what I'm saying we we don't we're not naturally inclined to think along those lines, and so. That's my that's my story, uh, in a nutshell. And so that's how Project Thirteen Seven was birthed. So I'm saying all that to say that really my heart is just to help. It's really just to you know get the information out there to people. Um, I would love to do this full time, and I believe that I will. You know, in Jesus' name, um, I will do it uh, full time. But it's really just my heart to help because I realize that there is a need. Um, oftentimes people don't know how to ask for the help because they they don't even know that they need it if that makes sense because it's like this is how i've 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 lived my whole life this is how my friends live this is how i've seen my parents live you know we go to work we work hard we pay bills um so that's all we know um so yes thank you
0: you so much for sharing your story i appreciate that thank you for being real and honest And, yeah, I've definitely been in that position many times in college in my life. Like, dang, like, I really only have, like, 50 bucks left until I get my next paycheck. (laughs) So, no, it's, and, yeah, a lot of people are going through it. So, thank you so much. And thank you so much for being a resource to people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a big
0: thing to step up and want to be like, okay, like, I'm going to dedicate myself to be able to help others and not just for my own benefit. And this is such a crucial topic and a crucial i guess uh, part of our lives trying to find the right word but yeah it's just really important like finances and learning how to finance is important and you know i don't think that most people are taught how to budget how to you know pay for things and manage your money well it's not really taught in the home so i do encourage you guys that if you do need help please go to project 13 7 i i will put all the information in the description box. I mean this isn't really the description box this is not YouTube, but you know, the show notes or whatever you call them. <laughs> I'm gonna post that and you're gonna see it on social media and everything. So please if you do need help, like check Mac out. And she has some amazing podcasts. Want to talk about <laughs> podcast girl. Talk about the podcast. <laughs> so
1: then- yeah. Oh yeah. Check out the <laughs> I try and you know address questions that I, that, you know, my friends have sent in. Um, and I tried to to talk really about my experience so that people can relate to it. I don't want to be the financial guru with the gray suit on and, you know, with the Excel spreadsheet telling you this. No, I, I want to be your friend. I want to be your neighbor, your sister, you know, talking to you about real life stuff. And so I tried to make the podcast very much like this, like what we're doing right now. Um, and Dame, I, I am actually going to offer a freebie to you for your planter um, listeners. So, I created a beliefs worksheet and a goals worksheet. And it's something I walk through with my clients. And what I'm sending you is a more um, condensed version, I should say. I go through it with my clients a little more th- thoroughly. But at least I want to get people started thinking about why they think the way they do about money. And I also want people to start thinking about what do I want for my life financially? So, uh, I'm going to send you that. And, you know, people can email you and, you know, ask you for it and you feel free to distribute to your friends as you see fit. I just want to uh, help and be
0: available. Oh, thank you so much. I will (laughs) definitely be putting that information out. So thank you. Oh, this is so nice. I really enjoyed this conversation. Oh, me too, Dominic. I did. It was fun. See, it should be fun. Like talking about things like this doesn't always have to be so serious. It doesn't right. always have to be so yeah, like a gray suit and a with an Excel sheet. That don't sound too fun. I, don't, I didn't like that. Yeah, don't be like that. <laughs> and I think it just makes it so much more fun because you're just really open and authentic. And yeah, like you are, like you know, like girl. Let me tell you what happened to me too. Like you know, it's relatable. And I think right. that's what people are looking for on these days we're not looking for people who come off as experts and things like that right, right. But yeah man, i enjoyed this this was fun oh, this was
1: good, this was good. <laughs> thanks for having me this was awesome
0: no i appreciate it thank you so much for coming on the planter and hopefully we can have you back
1: yes yes yes, yes? okay <laughs> awesome
0: all right guys well thank you so much for listening to the planter You know you can follow The planner on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Planter. Um, And also you can leave a review on iTunes. Uh, Just follow the blog or the blog. Follow the podcast on iTunes and please leave a review. I really want to hear what you guys have to say about the podcast is there anything that you would like to hear is there any critiques you have to make or you know or if you don't want to leave a review you can send me an email anything I just want to be able to communicate with you all and also you can also check out the blog at theplanter.com so thank you so much for listening and we will speak on the next episode